0: Si te cambias a Boost Mobile, puedes tener el poder de un iPhone SE, lo que significa tener el poder para ver todos tus programas, bajar toda tu música, o el poder de llamar a tu ex. Deja de llamármelo, nuestro término. Mejor no llames a tu ex. Cámbiate ahora y llévate un iPhone SE por 0 dólares, todo en una de las redes 5G más grandes del país. Más poder para ahorrar. Boost Mobile. Teléfono gratuito y limitado a nuevos clientes y uno por línea. Excluye impuestos, Aplica restricciones adicionales. 5G no disponible en todas partes. Veboostmobile.com para más detalles y déjate de llamar a tu ex, ya no quieres saber nada de ti. We open inside a vast lair. A Nissan Rogue speeds toward a gigantic door, closing fast. Our hero says, I know this seems like your typical narrow escape, but it's not. This is a Nissan sales event ad. The doors inch closer. Will she make it? Determined, she grips the wheel and hits the gas. The turbocharged Rogue squeezes through, just as the giant doors clang shut. There's no escaping summer savings during the Nissan Summer Event. Now get 1.9% financing for 36 months on the 2022 Nissan Altima. Availability is limited, so contact your local dealer for inventory information and shop NissanUSA.com. Hurry before these offers get away. For well-qualified buyers, 1.9% APR financing for 36 months on new 2022 Ultima and dealer stock. Example 36 months financing at 2860 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary subject to in credit approval and residency restrictions. Dealer contribution may affect price set by dealer, dealer set's actual price. Contact dealer for details, N7522. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world where we discuss all things film. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here. Today is the first episode of something new that we're going to try doing. It's going to be called... The weekly chat, I think, where we're going Yeah, with. weekly chat. And it's going to be on Saturdays, and it's literally just going to be us talking about random things that happen in our lives and just random topics like a normal podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're going to approach it like just a general podcast. But not talking about movies and TV and stuff. Maybe yeah. it'll come up here and there, but like yeah. not really like focusing on film. Because... We love working so much, and we're like, Saturdays are always an empty slot for episodes. So let's just throw something else in there and have some more fun and, you yeah. know, try and reach more people so that we can have an episode every single day. But also, you know, it, it gives the audience and all you listening and tuning in a chance to, like, learn a little more about us when we're not just talking about a movie and analyzing themes and characters and stuff like that. We yeah. just shoot the shit about random topics. And maybe we can get a little vulgar with our language. Maybe a little vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> you just said the S yes word. A little <laughs> shit. I said the S word. I already but started it, off not, bad. How was your How was your week? It was good. Well, we were super busy because we had the events that we did and. Mm-hmm. In- Obviously, we did Fantastic Beasts on Thursday, which was super fun. Then we saw Josh Brolin in person. Yeah, so we got crazy. that invite to do. So it was our first red carpet premiere. We've been to like little mini events here and there. The Sonic Two it technically wasn't like the world premiere. It was, it was like a, the, yeah. it was like the daytime the studio weekend screening. screening. Yeah, which was cool because it was like they had a giant blue carpet. It was at Paramount Pictures Studios. Yeah, it was essentially a, car- a carnival, but in the theme of Sonic. So it had rides for kids, games for kids. So Anthony Yeasty was very Bo- Yeast- entertained. <laughs> <laughs> he had a blast, everybody. <laughs> hey, Jim, can we do this next? Although, I, I have my heart set on getting some Yeasty Boys bagels. There's a food truck in L.A. called Yeasty Boys, and they make great bagels. There's a few food, a few food trucks, and they drive all over L.A. at different spots. And it's a play on the, the rap group, Beastie Boys. Wow, thank you for putting that together. <laughs> but they make great bagels, and their Salmon Lux cream cheese is amazing. It's it's not salmon and then cream cheese. It's blended. Yeah. It's salmon pieces, and it's like a cream cheese-flavored salmon. S- Salmon-flavored cream, so where cream do you, cheese. So where do you find a cream cheese-flavored salmon? Like, what part of the ocean <laughs> In the is Atlantic. That? In the Atlantic? Well, it's a pretty big northern ocean. Northern Atlantic. Northern Atlantic. Yeah. Okay, everyone paying attention. You can find but, cream cheese-flavored salmon in the northern Atlantic. But it was tragic because I got in line for the bagels, and I'm, I'm in line for 15 minutes, and then I get to the window, and they're out of all the adult-sized bagels and the luxe, and I was like, God damn it! Well, explain what happened. So what happened was... I was waiting in line and then it was packed there was, was like, hundreds yeah. of people there it was super fun yeah and they were like uh, it got, I was getting closer and then there were two people ahead of me a woman and a man and then so the woman the man he ordered like five bagels and, and they they could they either did bagel sandwiches salmon luxe, or like salmon or bagels with like flavors like chocolate or, sh- or sh- strawberries or whatever you want on it and then they had kid sized little bagels that could only have chocolate or strawberries and so the guy he got five bagel sandwich five Bagels of like two sandwiches and three Lux for his family, I guess, but like they weren't even in line. And then, and then so he cleans them out, and then the woman goes (laughs) and she orders two Salmon Lux bagels. But I was like, I was already, I was listening to the employee, and I was like, okay, there's a couple of salmon locks bagels left. And then I'm in line still, and the the woman's about to pay, and then a friend of hers walks over to her, and she's like, he's like, oh, can you get me two salmon locks bagels? And she goes, oh, two more salmon locks bagels. And then they're like, okay. And then I get to the window, and and then the 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 lady worked there, she's like, we're out of all the adult bagels, all we have are the kid bagels. I was like, god damn it! Why don't you get a kid's bagel? (laughs) None of these people were even waiting in line, and they got like seven bagels tragedy yeah that was, is a tragedy yeah and then i just had popcorn though but then we saw jim carrey in person Yeah, that was pretty cool like five minutes later so then i i cheered up after that but then the outer range event that was actually like a real red carpet premiere it was at a building um it wasn't like at grom's like the big tcl i mean TLC it, was, theater. it was just a screening it was a, it was at a film studio house and big theater and everything but the red carpet was like in the back and it was cool. It was, like, 25 feet long, and we just had to wait in line. We had, like, a handler who told us – she told us, like, when to go on the carpet. And, like, mm-hmm. one of the older actresses came, and she went first, and there was, like, a bunch of photographers. then like, a couple of, like, models or actors or actresses did it, and then they got a bunch of photos. done. Then the media – then, like, all right, you guys can go up next. We're, like, okay. <laughs> so we went out there and got, like – one guy's, like, all right, turn to me and take some photos. We were, like, all right. And then we looked to the left because it's just a line full of just people with cameras – And then, like, there's the first row of people. There's like a bunch of people with photo cameras taking quick snapshots. And then to the right of them are a bunch of like video camera people and like interviewing for for others. Yeah. No one, none of them wanted to talk to us because we get up there and everyone's just like, "Who the hell are these guys? What are they doing?" We, we here? got pity photos. Yeah, we got a couple pity photos. They're probably not on the Getty images. They probably like the person who's uploading. They're definitely not on that. They're like, "Who are these guys? Like, what? 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 Delete, delete, delete." But um, I'm gonna actually pull up the IMDb see if we made it. No, I already checked. Oh no, yeah, that's tragic. We're not, we're not famous enough. Yeah, yeah, but um, it was, it was still day. fun. It was a learning experience because I should we should have we were on the carpet. we should have like taken like a photo on the carpet, like a selfie. I don't know why we didn't think of it. Or a selfie I think video. We were just like, oh, this is so we're, cool. It was just happening so fast yeah. and it just like you're just like it's like an out of body experience. And also like we're we're technically influencers but we it's not like our personality to like Take photos of ourselves. We're it's bad not, at it. Yeah, we're not very good at like doing that. But we need to get better. at we're it. Filmfluencers, yeah, yeah, fil- we're film influencers, not influencers. I don't go to places to like show off where I am. I just never feel the need to do that. But we need to do a better job of it. Because we sure. were sitting in the theater afterwards. We're like, we should. Why didn't we take any selfies on the? Fucking yeah, and red I carpet. just assumed like they would send us photos. Yeah, um, I don't that know. they took, but I'm, I don't think they are gonna. Yeah, I don't think so yeah. either. But it's still fun. It was great. It was a good learning experience, and it was, it was just a, like we popped our cherry, popped the cherry yeah. for a carpet event. So mm-hmm. it'd be cool to hopefully get invited to bigger ones. But it was fun to do with Amazon. We got invited by them and everything. Yeah, they were very nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We, our handler was super nice. They had waters and the, the cup holders. <laughs> the theater was huge. The, the movie was great. We got to see Josh Brolin give like a little speech, which was awesome. It's very cool in person. The head of Amazon Prime was there. Studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she gave a speech, but it was, it was cool. It's a cool show, too. Yeah, it was wild. But yeah, that was that, was that. and then, you know, other than that, just going to the gym and running and <laughs> eating food, that's pretty much my How week. many miles did you run this week? I, I'm averaging, like, 22 a week. 22 a week? So I did—so you do 10 on Saturdays and Sundays? Saturday, Sundays, always 10. 10. And then, and then 5 Tuesdays on— Tuesdays, usually, uh, I do 5, and I did it under 40 minutes— a week and a half, like two weeks so ago. So that's an, under an eight minute mile. So, but then I did 41 minutes. I did a harder route on this past Tuesday. Uh-huh. So six. So I did five miles in 41 minutes. And when you're running long distance, are you ever slowing down or are you just running at eight miles per hour the whole time? No, it depends. Seven miles per it, hour? You have to just kind of adapt to whatever like slope or incline you're in Mm -hmm. so like you gotta when you're running like that you're trying to run for speed you gotta take advantage of declines like that's when you try to use gravity to your advantage and Mm -hmm. you're not you're just like using your body weight to like with gravity to help you move faster with without using too much energy but incline when there's an incline you gotta like really Focus on your breathing and like try to use your glutes more for more power because it's like it, you gotta keep your speed up because mm-hmm. the routes I do it's not like on a track it's just around the neighborhood in Pasadena and Eagle Rock and it can be pretty hilly around so this, here that's why the I hit forty one instead of forty the other time but slow it's, poke it's it's tough but and then I did Thursday is my seven mile run So to, I run up a really big hill and have a great outlook it's beautiful I get to see Eagle Rock and and you're park. prepping for the like ten k. I'm doing no, I'm doing a half marathon. Half marathon, my bad. In Yosemite on May fifth, sixth, seventh, May seventh. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be beautiful. That's gonna be that'll be a fun one yeah, for you. Yeah. I've never been to Yosemite. It's, I can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be gorgeous. It's gonna be a really great run. Mostly decline, so it's gonna be easy. How I have a question. How do you keep your shoes from getting like stinky? Oh, they don't get stinky. Uh, I don't like my. I mean, you don't sweat that much in them. On hot days, yeah, but it's just. I mean. My feet don't stink, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But in, I I get new shoes like every three months for running. You have mm. to because I just had to get new ones because they just destroy them. Where, where are you going to run in Italy? Where do you want to run? Well, because we're showing up in Venice first. And you can't really run in Venice. It's too small. The, the, the canals are too tight, and there's no streets. There's no streets. Yeah. There's, like, no— you, When we go, you'll be like, where are all the wheels? There's no wheels anywhere. <laughs> 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 um, no tires on, on anything. It's just boats and canals. But I'll probably, like, run in Rome, like, along the Tiber and stuff like that. That's awesome. But I, I haven't figured it out, but yeah. i got to keep it up. I'll find some spots. Yeah, you're doing great. Plus, we'll be in— Well, we're doing Ireland, Scotland, England, then Italy. Well, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'd like to, like, maybe there's some, like, running groups that you can find, like, some tourist thing. Like, hey, take me on a run. Yeah. I'll be walking somewhere instead. Well, we're going to walk, like, 10 to 12 miles a day anyways. Yeah. It's going to be sick. I've been getting into walking shape. It's nice. Yes, I noticed. But I enjoy it. I listen to my Italian while I walk and learn and stuff while I walk. Walking is very good for you. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, like literally just walk, walking, walk an hour yeah. and an hour and a half a day, you will shed weight. Like if if you're having, if, I've you been like, trimming, yeah. if you don't like cardio, if you, if you're like are uncomfortable in gyms, literally walking is incredible exercise and you will burn a lot of calories. I'm the lightest I've been in like a couple of, a few years. If you walk at a moderate to fast pace, like three and a half miles per hour, yeah. you'll burn a hundred calories in 20 minutes. I'm doing like, I'm getting like 10 to 15 miles done a day. I mean a week. Oh, I was going walking, walking 15 walking. miles. No. I usually do three three miles to four miles per walk. True. Yeah, so it's a nice short walk. But an my, hour. my total run of, of every week, it's like 22 miles, so I'm like around 80 to 100 miles a month, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we've been filming a lot of episodes ahead of schedule. We already have one done for our vacation, and then we're filming another one soon for our vacation as well. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something gross happened at the at the gym, though. There's there's a lot of disgusting people out there. Oh yeah. So, I don't at, go to men's public restrooms. I'm trying to avoid them. Well, first of all, like there's just dudes that just hang out naked just yeah. for no reason. But um <laughs> I'm washing so I'm washing my hands after the after I'm about to leave and you, they have the Dyson non, you know, you like stick your hand inside the vent, yeah. but it, it's you don't touch it. It's just you don't touch any surfaces. It just blows on your hands. Because like the Dyson Touchless, like sanitized or I don't use that. It's cleaner. Yeah. But this guy, he's he's got his hands in there. He's just rubbing them along the vents, like inside. It's like you're not That's supposed why to I don't touch, touch it. it. That's so disgusting. That's why I don't, so I don't now every it. everyone that puts their hand in there to get air blown on air blown hands to like yeah. prevent spreading of germs, they're just getting that guy's germs all over. I them. just wiped them on my shirt. It's nasty. I don't touch that thing because it never gets clean and it is filthy. If you I, look at it closely, I once saw an old man stick his sandals in there. <laughs> This is right before COVID, literally right before it, and, like, people were disgusting before then. And this guy, he just put his sandals inside there in the slots of the hand dryers, and it's just, like, it's disgusting forever. Men's bathrooms are, are weird places, especially at the gym, more so than anywhere be else, because gross. there are some strange characters out there, and then when they're in the restroom, like, there are just old guys who just, like, hang out naked for, like, 10 minutes. That's what they like to do. And they're, like, they're just, like, airing out... Got to grab your clothes ne- right next to them, and I it's guess like that's the place to do it. Just I guess chilling. You also almost got into a fight in the locker room. that—that oh, that was <laughs> shoe guy. <laughs> shoe guy. That wasn't my fault. Oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't your fault. You you escalated the situation. Oh, I I de-escalated the hell out of that situation. Yeah. I don't see him anymore. Do you want me? Do you want me to tell you the story? Yeah, tell the story. We'll tell the story I real think quick. Love it. So, this guy. I'm at the gym and I'm finished up. So I I was put my bag at my locker. I go to wash my hands. And then but I tripped over shoes because this dude, he lays out like a big gym bag, like f- two sets of shoes all over the floor and like all of his like cleaning supplies and, and they're everywhere. And I actually tripped over his shoes. And I'm like, God damn, whose shoes are these? And he was in the shower. And I'm like, whatever. So I go to wash my hands and then he comes out of the shower. Where I'm washing my hands. And he's like, hey, did you kick my shoes? I'm like. <laughs> I tripped over them. <laughs> He's like, why'd you do that? Did, did you know they were there? How dare you do that? And I was like, I'm looking. I'm still washing my hands looking through him. At, I'm looking through the mirror at him. I'm like, no, I just tripped over them. Because and I've all over seen the place. this guy at the gym multiple times. At, and, and his shoes are just, he has a huge, two bags. And he puts like four shoes on the ground. All over the place. Yeah, and it's like, it's impossible. You have to like walk around them sometimes. I'm like, I didn't see them. I didn't kick them on purpose. He's like, oh yeah, you didn't kick them on purpose. Then why'd you kick, why'd you knock them over? And like, I, I turn around, I'm like, bro Sorry, I knocked. I, I can't remember what it was. Like six months ago, but like he he like got all huffy puffy. I don't know if he was like on like a cycle recently, <laughs> but like he was very upset. Definitely I'm natty. like, they're not that nice of shoes. He's they're like three year old Jordans. Like yeah. big deal. Like it's not, he she polishes them with a toothbrush. He was very upset, and I was yeah. just like, bro, I'm just trying to wash my hands. That's work. called deep insecurity. He's right been there. he's been waiting for this moment. Finally, <laughs> he's gonna get in a fight at the gym. <laughs> he's fi- he's been doing all these curls for the last two weeks. It's happening. There's, there are guys that you got you can see, like, they have, they're have they just sweltering with the anger. I've seen people, yeah. like, I've seen almost a couple fights. I had to break a fight up at the gym once because these two guys almost went at it. I've seen a couple uh, arguments. And so, like, the thing with the gym is people are just so jacked up. I don't know what it is, if it's pre-workout. It's, it's a combination of pre-workout, if they're natty. Um, taking taking roids um, <laughs> and, or and then um, whatever anything there anything else they're using to hop themselves up to get energy although all you need is coffee but it's like wh- this is what you, you want to get in a fight at the gym this I don't want to be first of all I don't want to break my hand. Second of all, I don't want to—what are we going to get arrested for—I'm going to get—I'm yeah. 32. I'm going to get in a fight at the gym and get arrested for this. Like, there are actual serious repercussions D- to getting in a fight these days. I, that's why like—if you ever get in a situation like that in public, just de-escalate do walk, not get walk the away. Fight. You can get arrested, even, and then, like, if someone gets injured, if they have a great lawyer for some reason, maybe they have money or they have, a, like, a dad who knows a lawyer, like, you could get screwed. So you do not want to get into a fight with anyone. Never worth it. Just never. walk away. It's yeah. not worth it at all. And plus, we, we, um, we used to do MMA, and we were trained by a professional— when we were growing up and he all oh, his number one rule was you'd never want to get into a fight this is a guy who's a professional fighter and he was always like you always want to avoid fights you want to get de-escalate this is self-defense this is just uh, working out you do not want to you you don't want to train to get into fights that's not some even he's like avoid it. At all costs. At all costs. There's, no, there's nothing good comes from getting in a fight. Yeah. So unless you're getting paid for it. That's why I, I was just like smiling. His, you could tell the shoe guy. His heart rate was jacked. He was yeah. just like his, his pupils were dilating. He was like almost shaking. I'm just sitting there like, bro. I'm just trying to wash my hands. You were leave. pulling on me. I was just like very cool and calm. And I'm just like <laughs> looking at him through the mirror. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Here, <laughs> small dog syndrome. Here we go. <laughs> But, hey, man, I don't – like, yeah, de-escalate. Don't ever do that. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. pointless. Yeah. It's the worst decision you could probably ever do. How, how Are we just going to not be able to work out while we're traveling? Just going to have to do push-ups instead? <laughs> I, <laughs> guess. I, just, I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm just going to bring some bands and I'll do some yeah. leg oh, workouts. Oh, some bands. Leg workouts, Oh, bro. yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, bring some bands. Yeah, I'll bring some – I can bring the bands we have for the arms. Yeah, you can do some arms yeah. stuff. Thank, thank you. I didn't think we can that. do some couples workouts, <laughs> like those those couples that like you'll see their Instagram pages and they're like hanging off of each other. <laughs> so you you can hang off my knees. And I'll I'll go. acro yoga. Yeah, well acro yoga. <laughs> we'll, we'll balance who's the each other. Who's the top? I'm, I'm the top. You, <laughs> I'm a strong base. <laughs> we'll acro yoga in our Airbnbs. You're like pelvis will be exposed. <laughs> Get into a pretzel pretzel. I'll curl you as a pretzel. <laughs> I see it on the beach Instagram yeah, all the time. That's a, that's a great idea. These, these fit. Couples. You know what I saw on this uh, on Instagram. No, on TikTok. There's this this, this account. It's um, uh, influencers in the wild. Where they capture like influencers like taking photos of themselves in ridiculous situations or like videos of themselves, and I saw this one where um it's at the Hollywood sign, and then there's this girl in a bikini like posing all sexily for a photographer in in front of the Hollywood sign, and it, it's a hike that you do, and the Hollywood signs in the background in L. A. And then a family of, like, a woman or two kids are, like, they go to take a photo, like, 10 feet from her because it's the only (laughs) spot. It's just juxtaposition of, like, a little family photo and then this girl taking sensual photos, like, 10 feet from each other. is so funny. That's what a lot of beaches are like in in L.A. That's what L.A. is, like, everywhere. In Malibu beaches, like El Matador, you go and you can have, like, a nice day at the beach. But, like, every 10 feet there's a photo shoot going on. (laughs) Every 10 feet, whether it be, like, for a wedding or, like, a prom photo or just, like, a bikini-clad photo shoot, something like that. They're everywhere. Yeah, especially like, remember the pink wall in Melrose, the famous pink wall. That's why whenever I see Instagram posts like that, it's like, I I wish I could just zoom out and just see all the people all around them. Yeah, I've seen it. I've I've driven by that pink wall and there was like, two dozen girls getting their photos taken in front of it. And they all had like only a little bit of space in between them. It was, it was so like funny. the fad when the wings, like the wings that were oh, the wings, walls, the angel wings, those are super popular, yeah. especially downtown LA. I'm sure they're like all over like Austin, Texas and all sorts of mm-hmm. other cities like that. But mm-hmm. like everyone, there's just people in lines taking photos. It's just like they're, they're cute wings, but like, yeah, I had to do some photos like that back in the day. I, I get it. You yeah. know, it's for the gram. Mm-hmm. Know your, know your angles, know your poses. That's what I said to Anthony before the red carpet. I'm like, Hey man, know your angles. Cause some growing up there before us, and she was experienced. She's like, uh. yeah. you could tell she was yeah. a model. Uh, curve, yeah. curve, yeah, angle, yeah. toe tap, knee out, posture. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. Well, I used to do that, but I never actually did it. I was behind the camera giving the instructions. It's different when you're in front of the camera. I, I'm not, I don't mind being on camera, being filmed in video, but when it comes to photos, I just like, what do I do with awkward. my hands? What it's do awkward. I like? How do I stand? Yeah. What's my face look like? Yeah. But like filming and video, I have no problem with. Yeah, we're fine on that. But when I was a photographer, I would would always constantly speak to the models, telling them what to do because they would freeze up and not know what to do either. So then I would always just communicate with them of like, turn like that, throw your hand up, fix your, do this, do that. So it was helpful to have guidance and direction while you're getting your photo taken. You're a great guide, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. You're a great guide. Yeah. Great guy and a great guide. Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. Oh, so I'm getting pretty good at Italian. Now, how is the uh, come il italiano? Benissimo. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's very complicated. I thought it was going to be a little easier because everyone I talked to was like, oh, you know some Spanish. It's Italian's like the same thing. But Italian's actually very complex in terms of the grammar. The vocabulary is easy, but it's the grammar that's really difficult because every verb changes in ev- in every situation, gender or tense, the verb is different. And so you're always changing the verb. Whereas in English, you either it's either present tense or, or it ends in ED or ING, and that's basically it. Whereas past tense, past perfect, future tense, it's all different. And the verb changes not just from the tense, but also from the gender and number of people you're speaking about. So it's just like one verb can be like 30 different words. Yeah, I found Italian a, a lot more complicated when I was learning it than Spanish. Spanish is... St- it's still complicated but it's a pretty easy language to learn in general. I think it's one of the easiest they say to learn. Yeah. Italian's like somewhere in the middle. It's not as complicated as something like Chinese where Chinese or Mandarin you have to it's dependent also on the way you say the word and the pitch you say it in and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's a very complicated language. Oh, okay. Well, Italian it's, it's very specific in terms of how you say words based upon uh, the vowels and consonants and how many consonants because there are words that have either almost the same spelling or very similar spelling and if you if you speak like a double s it can mean something completely different from what it should be if it's a single s so you get a how you say consonants especially like a double consonant is very important that's pretty cool you yeah know, you know it, learning a lot of the language is awesome I did I, I studied Italian for like six solid months back in 2018 because I went there by myself for like an 11 10 day 11 trip it was a lot of fun, and I tried to speak Italian as much as I could there, but I was still limited in my vocabulary because I was mostly going off Duolingo, but you're using like, a lot of like yeah, podcasts I'm, and yeah. like, YouTube videos to learn from it. Yeah, I'm using Duolingo. Then there's a few Spotify podcasts I listen to and YouTube uh, channels, and these are actual tutors that are actually explaining everything because Duolingo and those apps are great for like the vocabulary, but they don't explain the rules and... Uh, how situations change things, whereas the tutors are explaining why things are the way they are, when to use them, and then actually having you test out conversations and speak it. Because it's, it's one thing to play Duolingo, like a video game, and to say words here and there, but to actually like have a mock conversation is much more helpful. Plus, you should look into apps that you communicate with like Italians that are learning English or yeah, vice yeah. versa. Like, I want to. I just want to get a little bit more mastery of the language. And you can do video and yeah. audio ones too because that's the best way to learn a language is to speak it like with other people that speak the language as well. And I've been watching all my movies. They're either Italian films with subtitles or I've been watching anything that's American or English. Um, I watch it with Italian subtitles. Plus, you should also try to learn as many idioms as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idioms are really the, important. The, that's what the tutors teach you. They teach, they teach you... Off-the-book stuff, you know, cultural stuff, like slang terms, phrases, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, you wouldn't learn that in Italian to, like, say you want something to go. You say da via, but that's, like, a, a you wouldn't hear that on Duolingo. It's not, like, it wouldn't make sense in the actual textbook. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to exactly. try to speak it the whole time we're there? Just speak Italian? I couldn't speak it the whole time, but I, I think I could get away with it for the most part. Yeah, I could, like, order, like, stuff in cafes and restaurants in, or, in Italian. Or, let's order a coffee. Uh, Vorrei un caffè. Paso vere una café that, that means, can I have a coffee? Can I have a coffee uh, to go? Yeah. Or, vere, uh, puedo tener uh, puedo tener un café. Can I take a coffee? Oh, that's good. That's Spanish. Can I have a coffee? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> puedo tener. I haven't spoken Spanish in a while. No, languages are fun. It's something I've always wanted to do, and then I'm finally doing it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to commit to it because, like, I listen to like when I work out or go for my walks, I just listen to music. And now I'm like, why don't I just listen to something constructive and productive and like add a new skill to myself? And I don't have a hobby. I mean, tech. I don't consider my writing to be a hobby. I think I consider that to be like an actual, it's not, I don't call it a job, but I could, it's more than just a hobby. It's more of a passion. And I don't, I've never had a hobby hobby. And so I think this could be, this has been a nice hobby. Yeah. This has been a nice hobby to have. It's good to have stuff that like, you know, that isn't work that you do regularly. Yeah. I think everyone should have a hobby or a couple hobbies. It's really good for your brain. Yeah, because ever since I stopped photography and doing stuff like that, I've just been doing movies. You should get back into drawing, kid. No, no, I'm doing the language. No, no, I'm just saying. Because yeah. he was such a great artist, everybody. Oh, thanks. He's so good at drawing. I was, oh. I was pretty darn good, but he was pretty fucking sick. <laughs> That's all right. Then Jamie was Jamie was really good, too. I, I, I save it for storyboarding stuff, for drawing. That's it, though. Hob- hobbies are important. Like, I, I read every night. I'm reading a book on ancient Rome. I'm, this is the second time I've read it. It's A Day in the Life in Ancient Rome. It's great because I love ancient I love, I love ancient cultures. I'm also reading um, the Odyssey, Homer's Odyssey, which is really interesting. It's a great one. I haven't read that it's in a, great a long poem. time. I don't think I've ever read the whole thing. And then also reading Dune. So I'm reading three books right now <laughs> <laughs> for the fourth time. Just for fun. <laughs> well, I'm reading the, the Ancient Rome book for the Have second time. Have you finished time. the Dune series? No, oh, not the whole thing. Not all uh, six. I've the, read the first four. The first four. That he wrote? That he wrote, yeah. Okay. He only wrote six. Uh-huh. And then his son wrote the rest? Yeah, and his son and a co-writer wrote like a ton of other books, just mm-hmm. expanding the universe, prequels. Banking off it. that, milking that money. <laughs> milking dad's money. Well, he did teach him how to write. uh uh-huh so Herbert sat him down and like, taught him how to write basically uh-huh. Brian Herbert oh that's cool but I mean you gotta respect them because they did such a good job with adapting the movie with, with Warner Brothers and Legendary yeah that you know it's, it's, it's they did they did pay service to the story and everything they didn't just sell out you know mm-hmm. which you gotta respect because a lot of franchises sell out their, their movies and merch and, and books and properties yeah I stopped – I haven't read anything in, in a few months. I don't have time. Now that I'm learning the language, I've committed to that. So well, I, that's, that's just as great for your brain as anything. It's, I, I was doing research, and learning a language is amazing for your brain. It like changes the way you think. It re- it reshapes your brain physically. You, your brain actually grows, and your it improves your memory, and also re- it hugely reduces your risk of uh, Alzheimer's or any kind of mental disease in older age if you know more than one language. Yeah. Any mental – in the mental ath- athletic yeah. sport, you could say for your brain. But I honestly, I feel better ever since I've been learning it. I feel like more awake, and I feel more um, vibrancy in my attention to things. I feel more up. Yeah, I, well, I think it's because of the new lo- learning. That's the, that's one of the cons to being American. Is like you only know English unless yeah. you're coming from a bilingual family or like. Um, But even bilingual families rarely teach their kids uh, Spanish. It's it's probably like 50 50 depending on what state or region you're living in. Because I'm friends with plenty of people who are um, Latino and their parents didn't teach them Spanish in. Even though, like their parents emigrated here, yeah, and our grandparents grew up speaking Italian, but then yeah. they stopped speaking Italian when growing up in America because mm-hmm. that the thing was like you have to become American, you have to only speak English, yeah, because America is just uh, so independent, we only speak English, here yeah. America. Well, back then Italians were discriminated against oh, yeah. in that area for sure, so they, our grandparents wanted to protect their kids from facing persecution for sure. Yeah, I mean. Kids leaving schools when they were Italian it was, it was a horrible situation in the yeah. early yeah. early 20th century. Yeah, but learning a second language it's it's amazing for your mental health. It's great, but I I do feel because like there gets this point when you're an adult and it's like I think most people just stop learning things. Oh, for sure. And dude. It's like you just I don't need to learn anything else for the rest of my life. And now I've been recently I've been like why why do why am I not learning anything new other than like if I would read some cool, cool book or a nonfiction thing about a, a subject or uh, yes listen to podcasts but to actually learn a skill. That's different and we don't ever most people I feel like don't take the effort to like I'm gonna learn a new skill build a new habit and better and add a new tool to my utility belt essentially I think it's just that's what school is like like now it's just, that's what it's like it's like you you are like at an end goal yeah. and once you reach the finish line of school whether you're just doing high school or college or med school or doctorate or whatever once it's over it's like all right now, now done you, you don't have to ever learn anything ever again yeah. but it's just like that's what i think causes people to just like slowly their mind just declines yeah. and they they lose ambition they lose like not the will to live but the the will to live an exciting life yeah like i i haven't been in italy yet i'm going for my first time but i do have a feeling i'm gonna really love it bro it's life-changing and i feel like for for my life i definitely feel as though i'm gonna want to spend a lot of time there and so learning the language would make a lot of sense. It's amazing because, you know, when you go to a country that is your heritage, which when, the first time I went, it just feels like home in a way because we're, we're half Italian, our mother's Italian. And that's why I'm also very we're excited to go to Ireland and Scotland because we're quarter Scottish, quarter Irish. So I don't know. I'm expecting to feel similar emotions when we're there as well. But something about Italy, when you're, when you're Italian, even though you're we're freaking American Italians, <laughs> Italian-Americans, It's still a very special thing, I think, going to any part of your your past. Well, America is a unique place where, because it's it's a boiling pot, people tend to be more uh, proud of their heritage than they are proud to be American. Like, in Boston, it's like, oh, it's cool to be Irish. And people like get Irish flags on their bodies and shamrocks. It's, it's such a popular tattoo to have a shamrock or an Irish flag in Boston. And like you, and, get and they've o- never been to Ireland. You get O'Brien on your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people tend to be more prideful about like their European heritage roots or whatever roots from other continents as Americans, and they'll celebrate that before they'll celebrate being an American. That's something that's I think. Solely, you see in America rather than anywhere else, and we've always been very proud of being Italian. Well, it's probably it's because it's the most diverse country on the planet, yeah. you know. America- but it, it, it tends to it's be, it's this thing that, that happens through generation because when the you know, like your great great parents emigrate here, they hold on to that love of their culture that they had, and then they they pass that love of the culture in their home country onto their kids and their grandkids and those grandkids. So uh, people grew up understanding that there's a familial respect for. Where they come from as a family, where like our great grandfather, uh, uh, emigrated here from Italy, and our great grandmother as well. So then, that respect and love for Italy was passed down through our grandmother and our mother, With especially in, and- in the cooking. <laughs> yeah. and, and we win Zambuca. We did, yeah. Oh yeah, Zambuca and limoncello. And so, the, the the cultural love is passed down through roots through ch- through generations. That's why I think ancient Rome such a fascinating culture is because it was. Basically, the equivalent, to, you could say the, probably the most uniquely diverse place on the planet Earth is probably like JFK International Airport, mm-hmm. where you'll see every kind of person on Earth, basically every background, one, every, every ethnicity, every yeah. religion you'll see in one big area. It is International Airport, specifically JFK in New York, because they have so many international flights and people coming in from everywhere. That's what ancient Rome was like, because they conquered so much of the known world, in that area. Across Europe, into the Middle East, into Africa. I mean, the, the yeah. most northern points of, of of Europe, in Belgium even. Like, that was the furthest place that they went for. And then the Gaelic Wars and everything like that. They couldn't quite conquer the East uh, going towards the mountains and the deserts. They they The best way for the the Roman Empire, it was strongest when it was like in an alliance with that area. But they tried to take it over a few times and failed because they weren't you know, obviously used to that climate and everything mm-hmm. in that world. But it was such a diverse place because that's why the movie Gladiator does a great job of depicting what ancient Romans were really like because ancient Romans weren't what what Romans are like today. I mean, today, technically today, Italians are more like what ancient Greeks are like, what yeah. Greeks were like. But ancient Romans back in the day, like the like the late B.C.'s, early uh, post-B.C. era, A.D., right? It's been yeah. a while. Um they're more similar to Middle Easterners, yeah. you know. That's why like Saudis. That's and, why. And did, Africans, that's why when yeah. you watch Gladiator, they did a great job capturing the Middle Eastern aesthetic, the culture, Sounds. the music, yeah. and, and the environment, the yeah. and everything like that, because that's what ancient was really like. Yeah, and all and it's it's crazy when you look back in history and, and learn about it and, and see how, especially in Europe, how many different kinds of countries or empires tried to take over other countries. And, you know, it's the European countries didn't come into power. The countries that we know today didn't come into power until like the 800s, 900s. And that's when they began thriving. And then you lead up leading up to like the Renaissance and great artistic creative periods. And uh, these superpowers began forming. But it, it before like the eight hundreds and nine hundreds, it was constantly being conquered by other empires. Well, I mean, Europe was it was the Gaelic Empire yeah. that was the quote unquote barbarians and they were tribes. That's what the yeah. Romans called the barbarians. Tribes. That's who yeah. they, that's who they're at constant war with for centuries, yeah. constantly taking over. And then the Moors from Africa, they actually took over Sicily and Spain, and so they controlled the western part of Europe for several um, decades for like I think two hundred years, and then and then um, the European um, tribes booted them out and then slowly over the h- couple hundred years afterwards those countries began being formed. Well the thing with Sicily that's a super unique region on the planet because obviously being like in the center of the Mediterranean basically it was kind of an epicenter of war and battles yeah. and co- and control being taken away and given going back and forth between different cultures whether it was the Roman Empire or the more, like the Moors, you said, or even the Carthaginians had taken control of Sicily at some point. Sicily was a battleground for hundreds and, and hundreds Carthage of Carthage was a ma- major superpower. Carthage back yeah. then, but they were destroyed by the Roman Empire. Eventually, they were rivals of the Roman Empire for hundreds and hundreds of years. They went yeah. back and forth with war, and they they had the best navy for a long time. Yeah, they, have they, you they, seen that giant Carthage port, the the old structure and design of it? Yeah, it's amazing what they built. It's kind of similar to what they've tried to build in India. Yeah, it's it's mind-blowing what they did and what they built back then. It's pretty incredible. The Carthaginian Empire was. It's it's unfortunate because it was eventually conquered by Rome. That it's a kind of forgotten in terms of its history. People yeah. like you can find you can obviously learn about it, but it's not as we not learn about as prolific. In school. We, it's not as prolific yeah. as the Roman Empire in terms of dominance. Yeah, like in Gladiator, they do the Battle of Carthage as one of the gladiator battles. Yeah. And that's all you ever hear about in in, in movies. I can't think of anything else for Carthage. But Carthage is one of the greatest empires in the ancient world, and they were located obviously in the northern coast of Africa in the Mediterranean in just constant bitter rivals with the Romans. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's nuts. I just I watched some Graham Hancock stuff last night. That uh, guy's crazy. It's, yeah, he was ta- it. He was talking about the ancient pyramids and how um, people come up with theories of how the pyramids were built using ramps and stuff and pulley systems and to put the, uh, those, the big blocks up to build the pyramid. But people still, uh, even those theorists and people who try to explain how the pyramids were built never ex- try to explain how 70-ton uh, stones were placed atop the sarcophagus chamber of the pharaoh, and they created multiple levels. And in each level was built with like 10 of these 70-ton giant rocks. Just one rock? Yeah, one rock, 70 tons. And 70 tons is about 35 SUVs in weight. And it's cut in like a perfect square, right? It's cut in a re- rectangular cylinder square. Not perfect, but... And then each one of them are, is placed above the chamber, and then there's another room above those, and then more of those giant rocks are placed above them, and then there's another row after another empty space, and no one can explain how those were put into the pyramid. It's pretty wild. Um, whether you believe in aliens or not, I know <laughs> I know that's the running conspiracy theory. But Hali- aliens or telekinesis, it's got to be one of those two things. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the only explanation. I think the explanation is probably generations of horrific slavery is probably the real reason. No, but the physicality of actually putting those giant stones up is an impossibility well maybe they had technology we don't know of yet that they've just destroyed who knows maybe they didn't want anyone else to discover their secrets of how they built they these blew it all mammoth structures of impossibility and, and crazy feats because i even think like when you look into stuff like that they didn't even have like they can't even find tools that would like properly cut the squares in the speed and that they would need an efficiency to actually make the pyramids on time yeah it's pretty wild stuff. A lot of stuff we don't I'm know. But I'm sure a lot of ancient cultures destroyed a lot of technology you you that they so. didn't want other people to discover. Maybe, because yeah, like because right, want... like, we do that nowadays still. Yeah, they don't want... It's like the ending of uh, of Dunkirk. He, he burns the plane because he doesn't want enemy soldiers to be able to use it. Yeah, exactly. In tech, so I, I, that's my guess is they just destroy their own tech, maybe because they don't want people to discover it. It's possible. It's possible. They don't want other cultures to be able to build things as well. But as it's them. amazing that it still stumps the world to this day, even though we have all this advanced technology. But also back then thousands of years ago the average um the average range of intelligence was much higher than it is now well that's and there were and there were there were more geniuses alive back then it was like per capita number of geniuses genius intellects was super high i believe that because obviously there's going to be a dilution of you know a spectrum of human attributes over time especially over thousands of thousands of years when we're Procreating at a level where we're at 7 million people now, compared to when there's like five million people on the entire planet Earth, I'm sure that there was some super crazy genius people because when you look back at the structures that were created like four thousand, three thousand, two thousand BC, it's like how the hell do they do this? Yeah. So all these cultures had tons of genius intellects, like the kind of like and like Elon Musk level geniuses, where we only have a handful today, but there were. Probably thousands. I of wouldn't them. even put it like, see, like Elon Musk level genius, because he's a, I mean, whether he's a genius or not, he's not even like like the intellect. But oh, he's, he's, extremely he's, yeah. a, he's extremely smart. Yeah. He's extremely smart. He knows how to, like, but there are definitely smart people there, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say, like, he, I wouldn't put him as the top class of a genius person on the planet. True, true. There are very super. Well, good Will Hunting. Will Hunting. Will Hunting. There, should... there are a lot of Will Huntings back there. Yeah, then. there's probably like a handful rather than just one in Selfie. There was there, a janitor who uh, mopped the floors at the pyramid. And he's solving <laughs> equations. He's su- su- solving hieroglyphic equations <laughs> on the wall. And his best friend was Ben Affleck. <laughs> now we're all a bunch of dummies. Uh, yeah. Huh. I don't read too good. Words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> ancient cultures are fascinating. The interesting thing about when you read about like ancient cultures, specifically like Greek and Roman politics, and... You realize that nothing's changed. It's still it's the, all same. the same. Yeah. It's still all a, money. It's still all greed. Two parties, yeah. and they're always fighting. It's been yeah. like that for thousands of years. And Even though the world makes it seem like this is like the pinnacle of politics, and it's, oh, like this is the new. most important they stuff. Act, yeah, people like this it's is all new. It's, new. Yeah. it's always been like this. Yeah. That's what's interesting, especially when you study old and old all cultures. the politicians back then were corrupt and did everything for money. Same thing. Well, and same pe- wealth, power, and property. It's really interesting. Because back then, property was very valid, very important. So, like the. The more corrupt you were, the more money and power, and and the greater place you had to live. Like like Roman senators living in the most beautiful estates and having servants. And then, well, the wealth gap was ridiculous compared to today. It was like there was like seventeen hundred people in ancient Rome, in the city of a million to two million people, that had home like houses, like these big houses. The rest of the lived apartments lived like in. They're called insulae. Yeah, There's, with a like hundred people in one room. Not Well, not one room, but one l- big large place. areas. Yeah. And then like you could, like they weren't, hor- like the interesting thing about ancient cultures, they, ancient room was the first place to have apartment buildings. In the well in the apartment buildings, the well like the lower you were, the wealthier you were. Versus today, the higher up the skyscraper you are, yeah. is because they're more prone to fires. Yeah, so, so the, it was yeah the fire hazard. But the higher you once went up, it start, once it starts, the people up top are most at risk. To yeah, die. But the, the higher you went up, the insulae, like the first floor would be like pretty well off people. They worked in government or something like that. Then the higher you went, the more poor people were until like the top levels. It was literally just like. A crazy. It was. It was just hundreds, like like tens and hundreds of people living in just big open areas. Yeah. They used curtains, S- sleeping, as, standing. Their walls up. were yeah. curtains to curtain each other off. And then the most poor people in like ancient Rome's in these apartment buildings lived below the roof with the pigeons, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even know that there was a fire for fire was happening. They'd be done before then. They'd be done, but they also yeah. had the best view of the city. True, I love the giant bathhouses. I think that's so fascinating. Super fascinating. Like the, the so there's the giant, the famous one, the huge. Open area now where people just walk around and take photos, but it was just a giant pool, an enormous pool where people would, ba- would bathe. Romans and, were actually very clean for ancient yeah, cultures; they're probably yeah. the most clean. And so, you during the day there would be thousands of people hanging out in the baths, this giant open bath outside. And then you could hear, like, the chants from the Coliseum nearby of, like, whatever gladiator battle was going on, or maybe you were, like, planning to see the gladiators that day with a friend of yours, so you're just bathing before you go do that. It's just pretty wild how that society works. Because they didn't have—very, very few people had water in their homes, even though they had aqueducts and they had water-reaching fountains yeah, all, over the, yeah. all over the city to just public drinking fountains and the public baths. But a very, very small elite portion of humans— or, or wealthy people in ancient Rome had flowing water in their homes, but it was like, like a handful. Like- you gotta watch Ben Hur. It's depicted really well because uh, the people in the film are wealthy. And then inside, so it's a, a be- one of those beautiful estate homes made of marble and beautiful designs and carpentry and stuff, but it has that pool in the center of the home yeah. that exposed ceiling yeah. when people just hung out inside that pool. And, you It'd know, be used to gather rainwater yeah. as well as they, if they had flowing water, if they had like connections. But but in general, the bathhouse, like people would just wake up and then they would go to the bathhouse. That'd be part of their daily routine yeah. is going to the bathhouses to wash. Well, if you think about thousands of years ago, even in a way today, water is such a, sim- a status symbol of power and wealth and success. Having water back then to have a home with water in it was so such a rarity like you said 1700 people probably only had water in their home no just had like houses. houses and then half of those had water less than that yeah so it was just the idea For, that less them had running water yeah. they all would have like those fountains the pool, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah to have actual irrigation and plumbing only, like, several handful people had it, but now it's so commonplace here in America. Yeah. We don't even think about and it. And they would have public bathrooms, but also they had buckets that they would use in their insulating their apartments oh, yeah. and stuff like this. Ugh. Did you know that they also actually used urine to clean clothes really and for for laundromats basically they would use they would collect urine on the streets people would use their buckets and they would put their urine buckets outside for people to gather like laundromats to gather. that's how they would clean clothes at laundromats was using urine and also ancient romans would use urine to clean their their mouths and teeth <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking gross so, so that's it it's, it sounds terrible And they didn't have deodorant, obviously, but what happened was people, the smell was just uh, so normal, it didn't seem stinky to people. Well, that's what perfume was for in cologne. Yeah, so they used, like, rose oil, flower oils, and, like, they would put, like, flowers in in water and stuff to make a scent, but, like, it wasn't that, like, if you smelled, if someone smelled nowadays, they wouldn't probably smell to that society back then, you know what I mean? Because they were acclimated to the scents. Of other people, probably so, smells so good compared to them. Yeah, so like, so like, if I didn't wear deodorant, I would stink, and you would notice it right now. But like, if I was in Rome, four thousand years ago, no one would really notice. If you walked around ancient Rome uh, in like 100 A.D. or something like that, it'd smell. It probably smell terrible. Yeah. And to me, you'd probably be murdered within like two hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would get stabbed in the middle of the street. Cause no cause one. Would you do don't anything. speak the language, yeah. and they'd be like, "All right, who's this guy? Yeah." He's so this they'd guy. rob me, rob you, and kill you. Yeah. It's, it's, wild, it's Wild Wild West. I can't wait to go. It's crazy. All right. Um, I think that wraps our, our that weekly chat. That was a good chat. one. That was cool. That was fun. That was a little, nice first nice little one. little chat. Hope you all enjoyed topics. Yeah, We know other stuff. Yeah. We, talk we know, know some talk about other things besides movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks everyone for tuning into this first edition of the weekly chat. Take care. Goodbye. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.